0: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
1: Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Lots of news to talk about here on the show Today. Last night was Raw. The build to SummerSlam continues about three weeks away now and lots of stuff going on. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns is the main event. Brock Lesnar, an uncaged, unhinged animal. He pie-faced Paul Heyman, who he said was not his friend. Destroyed Kurt Angle, and now he goes on to face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam for the title. They did manage to get Roman Reigns cheered for a while last night. Roman Reigns was booed unmercifully coming out. There were a couple of... It was very, very clever the way they did the show. It was a show-long build to Brock Lesnar coming out. Brock Lesnar backstage said he didn't want to come out. He didn't care about Brock, didn't care about... I'm sorry, Paul Heyman didn't care about the fans, didn't care about WWE, doesn't watch Raw. Every button to push, they pushed. By the end of the show, the fans are chanting, We want Roman. How long will this last? We'll find out. There's still part of me that thinks we're going to get that same WrestleMania reaction in New York for Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. But you know what? Maybe, maybe they will in fact convince fans that Brock Lesnar is a terrible person who doesn't care about the company. He just wants to fight for UFC and he's holding up the title. That's absolutely not the case, by the way. But that's the story they're telling and they have convinced some people. I've gotten emails and texts about it. And if you watch the television show, they convinced others last night. We'll see how long it lasts. We've got the full lineup for the SummerSlam pay-per-view. New matches for Jericho's Cruise. Ronda Rousey is debuting on Raw next week. Her first ever televised match next week on Raw. And what an opponent she's got. And sadly, when we come back from the break, the relationship between Nikki Bell and John Cena is officially, they claim, over. So much to get into here today. We'll take your phone calls, emails, text messages, and more. I'll throw that ad after the break. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
2: engine deals with pressures that can cause intense friction that can waste up to
3: 10% of engine performance. Power up with Castrol Edge with Fluid Titanium Technology. It's three times stronger than leading oils against viscosity breakdown. Buy five ports of Castrol Edge and a Purolator Boss Filter for $32.99 at Advance or Participating CarQuest Auto Parts stores. Three times stronger based on Kurt Orban test. 5W 30 Vizgrade.
4: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
5: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
2: I noticed my neighbor put a broken World's Best Dad mug in the recycling bin by his curb, so I did what anyone would do. Fixed it with some JB Weld clear weld epoxy, then returned the next morning to stand in his yard and drink coffee. He and his family stared out the window at me with confusion, and underneath that, fear. And underneath that, I want to say jealous anger. But underneath that, there was also appreciation for a lesson
0: well learned.
2: Don't toss it, JB Weld it.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. The phone lines are going crazy. If you want to give us a call here today, a couple of options. The studio line, 844-411-5411. That's direct to me, 844-411-5411. You can call the Sports Byline, 1-800-878-PLAY. One eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. Text messages four two five seven eight zero seven five six six. We'll find out what's on everyone's mind here in a moment. But first off, following the season three finale of Total Bella's airing on television, Nikki Bella is saying that her relationship with John Cena is officially over. What timing? After I called off the engagement, we tried to work on our relationship to get back to where it was, and in order to move forward with our wedding. After much time and soul-searching alone and together, we have decided to officially part ways, she said in a statement to People.com yesterday. I had a beautiful and loving six-year relationship with a wonderful man. I have the utmost respect for John, but I know this is what's best for me. They announced their split in April, along with canceling their wedding that was supposed to take place in May. Cena then appeared on the Today Show May 14th, fueling speculation over how much of their breakup was real and how much was for total Bellas. He said he still loved Bella, wanted to marry her, and have a family with her. TMZ reported last week that Bella has started shopping for a home of her own in San Diego. TMZ noted she's been living in John Cena's house in the area. One One million dollar budget, if you recall. Four bedrooms, bunch of other stuff she wanted... Going to have to keep your eyes peeled. Gated community. Yeah, I forgot about that one. We'll see how this all pans out. I can't believe it. They've broken up again.
6: Shocking. Is the season over, by chance?
1: Were you not listening? The season three finale
6: just aired. Well, say, I was trying to reset this thing, so no, I actually was not listening, and uh, okay, well, that explains the timing of it then, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what I said. Thank Uh, you. yes. Anything more to add on that one? Not a goddamn thing. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what everyone else has to say today. You're on the air. What's going on? Our first caller. Hi, this is Peyton from.
7: Hi, this is Peyton from Montana. My question is, what do you think they're going to do with Braun in the briefcase now? Well,
1: what are they going to do with Braun in the briefcase? That's a good question, Peyton. Yes. Well, what do you think they're going to do? Cash it in at SummerSlam? That's what I I thought last night was what they were going to
7: do because they, they mentioned it on the show that Braun would show up.
1: Yeah, they sure did, didn't they?
7: So now I have no idea what the plan is.
1: Yeah, last night on the show, I want to thank you very much for the call. Who was it? Who was it that made the big prediction or was talking about how Braun's got a... Was it Tim? Didn't Tim have some bold prediction about how they were going to do something or other to do something regarding the briefcase?
6: Well, it's possible. I mean, the only thing I know is that that Braun said he was threatening to show up when Brock did, and Brock showed up, and Braun, Braun, no. no. No with the briefcase and cashing it in.
1: Yeah, they didn't even, they didn't do anything to explain why Braun wasn't there. They didn't have him arrested. They didn't have Kevin Owens steal the briefcase. In storyline, Braun Strowman said, The next time that Brock Lesnar shows up on Raw, I'm cashing in. Well, what happens? Not only does Brock Lesnar show up on Raw, but Paul Heyman brings up that Braun Strowman could cash in that briefcase. Or maybe it was Kevin Owens, actually, that brought it up. But the point of this is, it never happened. It just didn't happen. They brought it up, and then nothing happened. Well, Sunil
6: Singh, obviously, had, had, has really affected Braun Strowman a lot, you know, what took place last night. Obviously, that's what it was, right?
1: The says, how could they not have Braun try to cash in last night? Have Kevin Owens break up the cash-in. Kevin Owens should have stopped Braun from cashing in on every single Raw until SummerSlam. You're right! But Brock's not there next week, so they have one more chance. Maybe that was their idea. Maybe their idea was let's do it the Raw before SummerSlam. Let's pretend we're going to change everything the day, the the go home show for SummerSlam.
0: Mm.
1: Actually, is that the go home show? Let me look at my calendar right here. I think Brock is back on the go home show. I don't think this is his last appearance.
6: Where is the go home show? I have no idea. If it's Greensboro, then I know he's going to be there, because that's what Dave said.
1: Well, I know that he's scheduled for the Raw after SummerSlam, which is kind of interesting. Is that Greensboro? I I don't know. But the point of this is, SummerSlam, we have one... Yeah, we have two Raws left. Nice. So it looks like he will be there the Raw before and after SummerSlam. So you could do that big angle on the final Raw before the show, where Braun goes to cash in, everybody goes nuts... They think he's going to steal the title. They think maybe they'll set up a three-way, but then Kevin Owens ruins it all. And, of course, that makes sense because I'm sure Braun will beat Kevin Owens coming up at SummerSlam. You think? Yeah, I do think that. <laughs> I think that, Mike.
6: What do you think about Baron Corbin right now? I, I, I'm a, sick of him. A top contender. I'm sick. Listen. P- Paisley is not doing what Kevin Owens' son is doing and running around the house in a in a nice uh, you
1: silk shirt and vest. So listen, everyone. I liked Baron Corbin as Constable Corbin, because I didn't have to see him in the ring a lot. He's he's a decent talker. He's he's a charismatic guy. I'm not sure if that's the right word, charismatic, but he's got some personality. He's definitely got personality. I thought fine, Constable Corbin, whatever. They like they like heel authority figures. It's what they do. All right? At least they don't have to see him in the ring. Last night he gets in there with Finn Balor. They wrestle. They wrestle. They wrestle. Actually, let me start over again. Baron Corbin beats on him, and he beats Mm -hmm. on him, and he beats on him. They go to commercial. They come back from commercial. He's got him in a shoulder lock for like a full minute. Like he doesn't even know they're back from commercial. He beats on him. He beats on him. Finn makes a look. He beats on him again, and he beats on him. They go to another commercial. They come back. He's in a shoulder lock again. I'm like, is this deja vu? He beats on him. He beats on him. He beats on him. Finally, Finn Balor makes a short comeback. He goes up top. He misses the coup de grace. He gets hit with the end of days. Finn Balor is pinned. I, was, ha- I was aghast. But what happens after that? Hold on. Let's not even get to that yet. <laughs> Listen. When I was watching this match, I thought, for sure Finn is winning. Baron has taken 90% of this match. Maybe 95 Then he beats the guy. I was like, what? And then, yes, after the match, Baron Corbin beats the hell out of him and leaves him laying. Now, how many times have we watched Raw and somebody has lost a match and the next day on Twitter or wherever, we hear people go, why is so-and-so getting buried? And it's always like, they're not getting buried. They lost. It's no big deal. How many times have we said that? Okay. When this match was over, I thought, why is Finn Balor being buried? What did this guy do? What did this guy do to be beaten for three full segments, pinned in the middle, and then beaten up afterwards, and got in virtually no offense in the match? What is this? Dave thinks it's a setup for Roman Reigns. I'll vomit. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that.
6: Um, you know, I love the fact that two... Finn got into the ring he was announced got into the ring then they go to commercial break then they come back and it's a long segment of Brock and Paul and then they throw it back to the ring where Finn gets to stand there and they put the music back on dim the lights and he he's got that big Finn eating grin on his face so yeah it, it it was long for him but as somebody brought up last night and I think people have brought up on the show here What's next, you know, for Roman Reigns or whoever it is that has the title? Who are these next contenders going to be? And outside of Braun in the briefcase, there's not many of them. Obviously, you got your your Seth Rollins and, and, and people like that. But, like, if it's going to be a quote-unquote good guy champion, who's your big bad guy opponent? And Dave may very well be right after what happened to Finn last night and how they view Baron Corbin. And maybe Baron Corbin's time to have a little run for the title just because that's how things work.
1: Let's go to the phones and see what's on this person's mind. You're on the air. What's up?
6: Hey, Brian. This is Paul in Barbersville,
5: and I hope you have your oven mitts on because I got a hot
1: take. No, oh, I can't wait. I.
5: Oh, yes. I have a defense for the BCOG, a.k.a. the Tongans, a.k.a. the firing squads, booking in the G1. Okay? Deep. This tournament is all about. Something for everyone. Not everyone likes Zack Sabre Jr. matches. Not everyone likes a uh, Toru Yano matches. And if you are thinking that, hey, I, I like this pro wrestling, but it's a little dry. Can I have a cup of sports entertainment on the side? Maybe, maybe miss the Monday Night Wars era when there was swearing on Raw and NWO beatdowns. And just all kinds of crazy finishes.
6: This is a stable for you.
1: Nah, fam. Yeah, but you know what? They did this with Suzuki goon, and I don't think people were clamoring for more of it. You know what I mean?
6: They deal with Bullet Club multiple times in multiple incarnations. This is not something new. I understand why they're doing it. It's not helping this crew as it stands right now. We'll have to see. They earned that right, but I don't think it's working right now.
1: All right, back in a moment with more Observer Live.
2: Call now for your free face-to-face consultation, 800-813-9940, 800-813-9940, 800-813-9940.
7: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. If you missed your chance to get tickets to All In or StarCast, or just couldn't make it to Chicago, this is the second chance you've been looking for. Fight.tv forward slash StarCast. We'll let you join in on all of the fun from the comfort of your own living room. The Platinum StarCast Weekend Pass will bring you over 25 events across four days for one low price. All told, StarCast will offer you more than 40 hours of live events like the All-In Weigh-Ins, an NWO reunion with Sean Waltman, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash, War Games Retrospective, Behind the Themes with Jim Johnson, the roast of Bruce Pritchard, a death of WCW panel, myself, Dave, Wade Keller, and Bruce Mitchell, all doing a Q&A. So much more for a fraction of the suggested retail price of over $260. You don't have to miss a thing at fight.tv forward slash StarCast. This is a nearly $345 value you can pre-order today. Not only will you be able to watch all these events live, you'll be able to switch back and forth between both stages and enjoy them whenever you'd like on demand. And for a limited time, if you pre-order a Platinum StarCast weekend pass, you will not only get your 20-plus events live and on demand, you'll also get a $20 fight credit and a piece of the ring canvas from All In. The actual mat where wrestling history will be made will be cut into pieces to create the ultimate collectible for any wrestling fan. Quantities extremely limited. It's only 20 by 20. When they're gone, they're gone forever. So check it out, fight.tv forward slash StarCast.
6: They pay for that? Yeah. Okay, good.
1: We'll be there, by the way, and if you're interested in our Q&A, we have have more tickets available. We sold out, so we opened up 25 more seats. So all that information is available at WrestlingObserver.com. I'm available to be booked that weekend, folks. That's right, Mike's available. I am. Maybe you can be on the death of WCW panel, because I sure won't be. Do I get to smack some people? Not
6: R.D., but these other people that might be there, these, these Bischoff types and such?
1: Well, I don't know. I offered you a chance to come to Vegas to smack some people around, but you said no,
0: so.
6: Well, are you going to fly me out there?
1: Of course not.
6: Well, exactly.
1: It's fly like, myself out yeah, I could invite there. you to, like, Tunisia. I mean, like,
6: you, you know. You think Ed's the... flying
1: me to Vegas? Think again. You're going to write
6: all of this off somehow. And you know what? He may actually be flying you to Vegas. You know, he speaks all these ill words
1: about you, but you know how he really feels. Ronda Rousey said to have her first match on Raw next week. So, for those of you that don't know this story, <laughs> over WrestleMania weekend, Ronda Rousey's around. Her husband is there, Travis Brown of UFC. And all of the WWE stars are there. They're scheduled to be a women's, uh, the, the battle royal. Originally the fabulous Moolah battle royal, but it just became the women's battle royal. And Alicia Fox is around. Now, she was never scheduled to be in the Battle Royal because she broke her tailbone. I believe training for the Women's Royal Rumble, she actually got hurt in training. So she was there, but she couldn't wrestle. So, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I strongly suspect alcohol was involved. But the next thing you know, Alicia Fox is screaming at Travis Brown. She's calling him terrible names. She's having to be pulled away and separated. She's just going crazy. And she is sent back to the hotel. She does not attend WrestleMania it's backstage. There's
6: a phone right there, by the way. Yeah, it's,
1: it, You can find the footage. I was certain that day that she would be fired. And I was told she's probably not going to be fired because they don't fire people who are on the injured list. So I thought, well... She can't be on the injured list forever. So, her day's coming. Well, they never fired her. And next thing you know, she's back on TV. And she's doing segments. And then they announced last night, that next week on Raw, Ronda Rousey's first ever match on Raw will be against Alicia Fox. I howled (laughs) of all the possible matches. Now, of course... I do expect this to be professional. I don't think Ronda's going to really go in there and beat her up and break her arm. But, boy, this is this is, this is is the most intriguing WWE match in, like, a long, long time. And, of course, all it was on Raw was just some goofy angle. They, they, didn't, they didn't play up any of this. Like, unless you know what happened, it's not intriguing at all. But let me tell you something. To me, I can't wait to see this match. I can't wait to see this match.
6: Do you think it's going to remain uh, all sorts of professional and nice? I mean, it didn't seem
1: like anybody got beaten around too much last night. No, they were very professional. Alicia Fox, how can I say this? I was going to say she's not an idiot, but she did yell at Ronda Rousey's husband over WrestleMania weekend. That wasn't the smartest thing, but let's put it this way. I think she knows better than to do something stupid in the ring with Ronda Rousey. And I think Ronda Rousey's a professional. I don't think she's going to kill Alicia Fox. I hey look,
6: I Alicia Fox is still there, which has amazed me after all of this time. I mean, she is she still looks great. She is she is Alicia Fox. She's, but I know, you know, with the amount of women that they have on that roster, um, it's always amazed me that Alicia's been able. They have not figured out another position she could be in other than wrestler. So I, and it'll be interesting to see after this if she continues to to remain. Uh, on the active wrestling list. Uh, well, you know,
1: hey, they got that fifty woman all women's pay per view, so
6: I think do, I think she'll be around for that. She very well could be, and maybe she, you know she deserves to you know be in there for as long as she has been. That that she deserves that spot to the end. But she's one of those people that like you know Natalia. You can make a case for but some of the women that have been there a very very long time. You know, as these new women come in. You know, it's interesting, you know, because it's can't Alicia Fox be used to utilize better than, you know, just in the ring. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just always thought she was a a much better personality than she was a wrestler. And the fact that they've never been able to do anything other than, I guess, the the short time she had with Noam Dar uh, on 205 Live. I mean, aside from that, I'm surprised they haven't been able to find anything for her.
1: For says, Finn Balor did a music video with Miles Kane where he was booked much stronger than on Raw. You don't say. Dude, I'm trying to think. Finn Balor, Finn Balor could could crash from a helicopter into the sea and they have to drag him to shore. He'd still perform better than on Raw. It was a terrible, terrible thing they did with him. Tim said there would be a non-Finish in the SummerSlam match with Owens so that a looming cash-in does not ruin the coronation of Roman. That's right. That's right. Then the rightful owner of the briefcase would be adjudicated on Raw the next day. A word I've never used in my life, by the way. He's also he's also trying to hit on Nikki Bella. Good luck with that, Tim.
6: <laughs> you can scoop in there. Well, he's got the he's got the hot tub in the house in Miami. You know, if she's willing to pay him a million dollars, God knows.
1: If she's gonna pay a million dollars for rent, she can stay here. Okay. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on?
8: Hey, how's going? This is uh, Jack from D.C. What's happening? I just wanted to comment on uh, my impression of the G1 so far. Um, uh, Honestly, I'm not 100% caught up, but um, the matches are so good. It seems like the biggest star of the G1 so far has been, and my thing is Sonata. I mean, he's having much better matches than I would expect. And of course, Naito's tearing it up, and the B Block is so competitive, but it just feels like Sonata's big star. They're making references to his, you know, origins and his matches, and he's just,
5: you know,
1: it's
8: really busting his butt. And I don't know, he probably won't win, but he just feels like a big star to me. I don't know if you have any uh, opinion on that.
1: You know, I was I was watching. I forget which match it was, but Sonata did this match, and it was it was the show in his hometown. And when it's over. He grabbed the mic, and I was like, Sonata speaks? <laughs> and he cut a promo, and it was short, but the place went nuts for the guy. And it was like, wow, this guy should talk more. He actually felt like somebody when he talked. Normally, it's just, he's a, he's a tremendous athlete, and he has good-to-grade matches, but he's a dude. He's a dude with a cool hairdo. And there's something about him speaking that sort of made him feel way more complete I don't know if I'd say he's the he's the star of the tournament. Ishii is in there for crying out loud. And Bushi's in there. I mean, there's tons of guys that are doing great that aren't Tongans.
6: Yeah, but I tell you what, he's coming off as that next guy that they wanted him to be, and there were a handful of guys who fit into the next guy category. Tamatonga, Juice Robinson, to an extent Michael Elgin, although he was kind of downplayed going into this thing and his position is pretty much established there, but there's been no doubt that evil and Sonata are two guys who are on the same side right now, but they are certainly the future of that company, even though Sonata has been around for a long time and is deceptively older, you know, they wanted this package to come together. And the biggest thing with him was, can he connect with the fans? And he, can he come across as that larger than life, charismatic superstar? Can he come across as big as his hair? Can he come across as big as his athleticism? And he's been able to do that. Now, of course, Having back-to-back matches against Tomohiro she, and and Kota Ibushi will help that immensely, but you got to live up to it, and that's where you know he definitely is. Juice Robinson, uh, to an extent, absolutely is too. You know his matches with Naito and, and and Ibushi and some of the ones he's had, he's living up to his. So good job for both of them, and uh, especially Sonata if they want that next guy. More after the break. Wrestling
1: Observer Live. No,
2: nobody, the pain.
7: next, better respect.
8: If you are age eighty five or younger.
4: That's 800-296-1252. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call,
2: because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them
4: Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Lots to get into here today. Let's do some text messages here. By the way, if you want to give us a call, 1-800-878-PLAY is the sports byline. Or you can call the studio line, 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. This person here, not a fan. Sonata is nothing more than Muto's failed ace back in all Japan, and his ceiling is the intercontinental title.
6: Hey, that's not nice at all.
1: Whereas this no. person says Sonata's hair alone deserves an IWGP title run.
6: Now that's better. I don't think you're gonna put the belt on his hair when he comes out wearing one of those Muto masks that uh that I'm sure he he, he got Muto's creator to to come up with was those fancy fancy pants masks that he wears, but. Yeah, that was one of the big failings of Keiji Mudo, where his runs as uh, the, the head of All Japan. Um, there's one thing we know about Muda: Great guy, charismatic guy, can, can open up some doors. Not exactly the guy you want running your business, though, as All Japan has proven with the revitalization that they've had and the celebration of Zeus as the
1: new Triple Crown champion. This person here says, Summerslam finish, Roman has Brock beat. Brock calls to Paul for help and guidance, and Paul just walks away. Roman hits the spear for the win. Eh, too weak. I don't know. I'm thinking about this now. Mm. Because we all know. This actually is a brilliant idea now that I think about it. Listen, we all know that everyone's probably going to hate Roman. And they're probably going to hate Brock. So they're going to hate everybody. But if Brock wants help from Paul and Paul walks out on him in New York, that's going to get a pop. And if you immediately go to the finish, you got the finish while everyone's cheering.
6: I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. If this is about manipulating, you know, where you get that big pop and Roman Reigns wins the title, I guess you could do that. But, you know, go with what you've been thinking, which is, let's say they get a WrestleMania reaction the entire time. I mean, what are the odds that all of a sudden that that one thing turns around the crowd and, and then Roman wins? I mean, are you really going to get what you want out of that? I, I mean, I it's a tough situation no matter how you call it. But to me, if you're going to do something like that, he's calling out for help. And then Paul gets somebody who is not going to help Brock. And may, maybe that's how Brock rides off into the sunset after that, you know, and then that's it. And then you have an excuse when he comes back that, that everybody had screwed him over and now
1: Brock's back for revenge. This person here says, I think the Corbin-Balor feud is meant to bring back the Demon for SummerSlam. I've I've heard that forever, though. I don't know if the Demon's ever coming back.
6: Well, I mean, I mean they've me, had all I,
1: sorts of opportunities he hasn't been around.
6: I know I this is going to sound dumb, you know, because it's a ring entrance or whatever, but, like, it's why would you not wait on that? I mean, I could see him maybe, you know, struggling to bring it back, but, like, if that was going to be the case, why hasn't Finn dipped into that? I mean, that's such a big deal that they like building around the merch and all that sort of stuff behind it. You're almost better off waiting right now. Wait till Finn hits rock bottom and then bring it back for the Rumble or bring it back for WrestleMania as you slowly build it back up again. I don't know if you just you announce it and then a week later, it's like, yeah, the, the demon's coming back to face Baron Corbin. I, I don't know about that.
1: First person says Brock being the worst universal champion of all time doesn't mean much when you had a one-day reign, a guy who was handed the belt, and a 30-day Goldberg reign. I think we can all agree the Goldberg reign was the greatest reign. I think that's safe uh, to say. That was a pretty great run. Right. <laughs> Actually, yes. This person here says, The thing that kills this whole Kevin Owens-Braun storyline, that Braun doesn't care about wins and losses so he might lose, is that weeks ago Braun waited for the count-out win to chase after Kevin Owens to the porta potty. There's a lot of problems with this.
6: Well... Bigger than just this particular one in a vacuum, it's it's takes place throughout all of their programming, where wins and losses, you know, just nothing, nothing matters until they want it to matter, and then when they want it to matter, it doesn't matter because nothing has mattered this whole time. You know, I want to
1: mention something by the way. No one's mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. I shall be the first here. Oh yeah, what? So Brock is in the USADA pool. Mm-hmm. Brock can fight in January. Brock's got a fight with Daniel Cormier looming, it appears. Right? Um, Yes. Am I wrong about any of this? You're not. Okay. A couple of years ago, there was a WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose. Who, by the way, I think will be back fairly soon and probably will save Seth Rollins from Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, but that's another story. Anyone remember that match with Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania? Not so fun. It was atrocious. Brock didn't do anything in that match. He did nothing. (laughs) The genesis of the storyline. Does anybody remember why Brock did nothing in that match? Man was uninspired, Brian. No, he was getting ready for a UFC fight. So, yeah. We're now going into SummerSlam, and Vince has delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed this. Now he's wanting Brock to go in there. A month and a half after getting into the USADA pool, like four or five months before he's going to fight in UFC. So he can wear a shirt. That's not the issue of him. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is he's not going to want to do anything, most likely. Or he's going to want to do very little.
6: <laughs> well, I mean, he's not cutting. I mean, I can understand if he was in training. I mean, he's just, he's peeing into a cup.
1: And I understand that maybe your mood swings can change no, somewhat. I no, mean, that's but like... not what I'm saying at all. He didn't I, even sure. he didn't even pretend to do a match with Dean Ambrose because he didn't want to get hurt when he was getting ready for that last UFC fight. So, you think he's going to want to go in there and, like, take bumps outside and get speared all over the place and smash through things? No! He's not going to want to do that. Hopefully he's a professional and he does. But, I mean, this very well could be a total nothing happening match. That's what I'm saying. This could be I, a total nothing match.
6: I dig what you're saying, but we're six months away. I I don't know I, I completely I understand completely where you're coming from and I could see his logic in that but like then what's the point of coming back all together just have it go Mr Softy style where like uh, to me you would get out of it a different way I mean if that's his mentality then I don't want to make this too real with why even show up at all but why not just have him do the banana peel, you know, Braun hits him with a briefcase, it's over, and then he gets the win or something like that. I mean, if it's going to be that bad, my God, I mean, talk about hurting Roman worse not wanting to do anything. Yee, what a mess.
1: All right, let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What is going on?
7: Hey, guys, how are you today?
1: What's going on?
6: Good, Simon.
7: Uh, just three quick questions. Uh, number one, I, don't know, I apologize if you guys touched on it. Would you, uh, main event next week's Raw with the round of Rousey and Alicia Fox?
1: Absolutely. Uh, number two. Are you kidding me? I, yes. I thought that,
7: yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought that would be a really smart idea on their part. Uh, and being the fact that they're going to Jacksonville next week, the home of Roman Reigns kind of build on, um you know, his cheering from last night in his own hometown. I think we go two for two with that. That might not be a bad idea. Um, and the other thing is, too, I wanted to uh, ask you guys about um, Brock Lesnar. If, if if Lesnar does drop the title to uh, Roman and Ambrose comes back, would you have Ambrose turn on Rollins at SummerSlam and maybe feud with Roman after that?
6: See, I thought of that, but I just think that him with Rollins, I guess to me I'm so tunnel-visioned on what they're going to do with McIntyre and, uh, and uh, Dolph Ziggler, it just seems to be – that would be a great mix of, of four guys and a great way to get Ambrose back. I'm not saying it couldn't happen in the future. I just think you're, you're almost better served that way. If you're going to flip somebody over to the to the other side, I mean, with how they've treated him, I would see somebody more like a Finn Balor or somebody like that. I, I would bring Ambrose back. Nobody's going to want to boo Ambrose anyway. So uh, unless you have him just, I, I don't know how you actually really get him fully booed. Uh, with, with the way people like seeing them, so I would just rather go that way and, and turn somebody else, like a Balor, or somebody who doesn't have as much going on.
1: Let's go to the sports byline. Is it Jean or Gene in Austin?
6: Gene, how's it going, guys?
1: What's up, Gene?
8: Good. All right. Uh, well, firstly, I finally got to see the match at Crown Point. You guys kicked a lot of ass. Hope hopefully we'll get to see this match again someday.
1: Thank you. I hope so too.
8: But um, two quick questions. Firstly, um, what is going on with the tag division on Raw? Like, the the deal, the SmackDown deal with, with Fox, That they didn't even know about that until after the last, like, brand split or the, the trade or whatever. Why was SmackDown so front-loaded with tag teams that are relevant and hot? And Raw seemed to have gotten, like, the job guys, and the second one is about whenever Gene Ambrose, like, do you see a, a heel turn early on when he returns or something? Because he was kind of on the cold side the last time he was around. So as far as a solo act. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I want to thank you very much for the call, Gene. First off, as far as Ambrose goes, I mean, I wouldn't do anything right when he comes back because right when he comes back, he's going to be super over. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he fizzles out after that, yeah, turn the guy. I think he'd be a better heel than a baby face anyway. He's. He's kind of one of those guys, some people are natural heels, some people are natural babyfaces. And he seems more like a natural heel to me. And as far as the, what was his other question? It, it um, what was the other question? Help me out, Dom. <laughs> what was his other question? It'll come to me here. Nobody? Alright, somebody will text. I'll get back to that one in a moment. person I- says, I will be cheering when Roman beats Brock. Not for Roman, but for this stupid feud to finally be over. (laughs) I don't care about the Universal title anymore. SummerSlam can't come soon enough. Brock does the same thing as Rhonda, Gets zero punishment so Roman can't win. Because Brock beat up Paul and Kurt WWE logic. I don't understand a word of that sentence. No, well. Try that again, buddy. Send it in again. Let's see here. Brock sold ever so slightly for Dean... And it drove home that the company didn't see Dean as the guy. Right before real life forced him to put the belt on Ambrose and tried booking him well at first to offset their own idiocy. Oh, that's right! I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Brock smashed and destroyed this guy, and that led to Ambrose getting the championship. For yes. maybe one of the worst... I've never even seen anything like this before. Where a guy like... Oh, there's tag division. That's the guy's question. Tag, yeah, say, that's yeah. what's good. But back like a guy, uh, a guy was working really well, and then he got the title, and just fell off the cliff in the ring. I've never even seen anything like that before that I can think of. It was they totally bizarre. They don't know what to do with him. They, there's a lot with with Dean Ambrose and WWE. Not and them knowing what to do with him. It. That all of a sudden he was doing the laziest style you've ever seen in the ring when he got that title. <laughs> he went from a hard worker him. to a lazy guy. I guess. I As don't know. champion.
6: I, I know you. I remember you were on that. I didn't think it was that dramatic. But just quickly getting back to the Raw thing, I think the feeling on SmackDown is different. I don't think those teams are in any better position or, or, or more, you know, loaded up than, than Raw is. I just think the show is a little bit shorter. There are some people there that fans like a little bit more. But it's not like that division with the New Day and the bludgeons and sanity coming up and basically being the authors of pain where they lose and you don't. It's pretty much the same thing on both brands. It's just, it's a little bit easier to watch SmackDown because it's an hour earlier, and I think that there's, for harder core fans, there's more names there that, that make them happy and more matchups that make them happy.
1: So, the question that he asked, by the way, like, why, why did SmackDown get loaded up and Raw didn't? They didn't. I mean, here's the thing. Vince doesn't care one bit about tag teams. So, I'm sure he put, like, Two minutes of thought into which tag teams go where. It was probably, the New Day has been on Raw's champions forever, so let's draft them.
6: Yeah, Cesaro and, and Sheamus the other way around.
1: And then we'll put the other guys over there. Actually, Sheamus and Cesaro were on SmackDown. Well, oh, that's why like they went SmackDown for but, the same reason. The point of this is, he moved a couple of teams, and then the rest of them, he just like cut them in half. And half went one way, half went the other way. Yeah. That's probably all the thought that went into it. Versus, says, I very much want Brock to retain just for the hilarity. Man, what a glutton.
6: I would be fine with him just taking the belt and going in the ring with Court May with it and then just have it vacated and done. I mean, who cares? Honest to
1: God, who cares? I mean, listen, the hilarity was when he didn't win at Mania and then didn't win at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Now, I'm over it now. I never need to see this match ever again. I don't even want to see it at SummerSlam. But we're stuck we with have, it. We should have had Bob. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free, confidential debt review. 800-957-6063.
9: 800-957-6063. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez
1: here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. A couple of quick things. First off, this person says, they did mention Rollins getting a two-on-one beatdown at the time. Hopefully, his partner will not be Jason Jordan. Well, plans change all the time, everybody. But the last I heard was, it's probably going to be Jordan and Gable again and Rollins and Ambrose good. as the teams and not Rollins and Jason Jordan but who knows what they'll do
6: good with with you know Jordan and 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 uh Gable Gable I mean it's I don't care if he comes back as Kurt Angle's son or not I don't care if they're both Kurt Angle's kids them together was good now granted there's only so much faith you can have in the tag team division but them together Far better than those two aside, unless again Jason Jordan is going to go full out heel, which I still think that there's a, a crack in the door there that he could bust through just because of some of the faces that he makes and because he is such a physical wonder. If they could actually get some hate, true hate behind him, and not just turn the channel heat, it, you could actually have a little bit of something there.
1: So I mentioned I was wrong yesterday. Our 399 sale ends tonight at midnight, you still have another 12 hours or so. Got a massive sale, full access to the Observer website, all the new shows. We got two to three new shows every day. New Observers, back issues of The Observer every week, 9,000 archived shows. We plug it all the time. If you want to try it out, instead of paying eleven ninety nine, you can pay three dollars and ninety-nine cents. The link is up on my Twitter at Brian Alvarez. You can also go to wrestlingobserver.com, it's linked up there, or F4Wonline.com slash three ninety-nine. Sign up today. We haven't done one of these in almost a year now. They're very, very rare. So if you want to jump in at just $3.99, check it out. It ends tonight at midnight. For real this time. Check it out, WrestlingObserver.com. Thanks, Mike, as always. Everybody in the studio, talk to you tomorrow, Wrestling Observer Live.